Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. While nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. The Why Watch That Talk. Okay, now it is our first recording back. Welcome is back. It? Happy New Year. Yeah. Oh, it's 2020. It's 20. Well, as of taping, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we've released stuff, <laughs> but what no saving laugh. Um, it's it's been 2020's been good to us, yeah. So yeah, far. I mean, so far. <laughs> Like you're expecting something else. I don't know. You know, I have a big birthday coming up this year. You do a milestone birthday and you um, have expressed that already on this phone call uh, two or three times. So I already can anticipate what, how it's going to be the closer and closer we get (laughs) to that milestone. But just to let you know, listeners, we are doing something a little different. Mm. We are going to mesh everything together because both of us are just rolling out of 20, uh, 2019 into 2020. So we weren't able to like just delve into all of the everything because everything isn't back yet. Yeah. So. And, and frankly, to be honest, the critic is going to be choosier with what he spends his time watching. And we are going to have all kinds of things coming at you that you may not expect from week to week. So it's we're going to be creative. We're going to have fun. Yay. We're going to enjoy this. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Well, let's start off with um, television. Now, for this week, we have a series premiere. And again, listeners, this is just... We got three things to talk about, basically. There you go. And one of them is going to be a series premiere. It is called Dracula. Dracula. Ah, ah, ah. I always think of the um, one. Ah, ah, ah. Um, from Sesame Street, I think. Uh, but this is this is not from Sesame Street at all. This is actually from the creators of Sherlock. Yes, the one with the the one that put Benedict Cumberbatch on the map. Um, it's three total episodes and it's also on Netflix. So everyone can go and watch the whole thing right now. And it is definitely something that, um, Mark Gattis, who is one of the creators and Mycroft (laughs) in Sherlock, (laughs) Stephen Moffat, who is very much well known, um, are both of the creators and it has, a cast that you're going to go through because the Brits, and some of us don't know who the Brits are. Now, if we like Dracula, then we'll like what? That's Mm. what we charge you to answer at the end of your review. Oh, now keep in mind, those two also are involved in Doctor Who. Who? Who? (laughs) So. Doctor Who? Doctor, what'd you say now? Now. (laughs) In Dracula, this new iteration. Now, first of all, in ref, we were kind of talking about it. Why in the world do we need this? Like, well, 
you know, come on. No now, more they, zombies, no more Draculas, no more, I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> now, the joke is they actually, the the inspiration for this came from uh, Benedict as Sherlock. They did like a poster of him or something. And they were like, he looks like Dracula. So this is what led them to thinking they should do their own adaptation. Now, it is a loose adaptation of Bram Stoker's novel. Uh, so if you read the novel, you think you're getting that, you'll get it in pieces. You'll get parts that are inspired by those and then you'll get stuff that's completely different, completely. And each of these episodes is really film length. It's almost an hour and a half per episode. So wow, 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 wow. Three movies. In the first, we see this man. He's not in a good state. And he seems to be in some sort of hospital or mm. asylum, we don't know. Ooh. So I'm thinking, is this Renfield? Because there are flies going around. So if you know Dracula stuff, you'll know what I'm talking about. I won't tell you who it is, okay? And we also see Jonathan Harker. Yes, the one who's supposed to marry Mina, right? He is at, or going to, meet Dracula at his castle. Mm -hmm. So that part of the book is there. And we see how Dracula interacts with him. And we know that Dracula just wants to drink the man's blood. But drink it. In this iteration, the question is, what in the world happens when Dracula drinks your blood? They do a little twist on that. So it's more than just sustenance. It also helps him to become a part of different cultures. I'll put it that way. Okay. Oh, Lord. Now, the man that I was talking about at the beginning, we find is at a convent. He's being held there by the nuns. And one nun in particular comes in and wants to ask him about his experience with Dracula. Because she wants to get down to the business of why in the world is, does Dracula have these certain rules? Why is he afraid of the sun, for instance? What is the point of this? What's behind it? Why is he afraid of crosses? Is that true or not? What's the point? So she is really an investigator, a detective, but she's a nun and she's an irreverent one. And the question is, why is this nun here? I won't tell you. There is a junior nun with her as well. Why is she there? Who in the world is she? Mm -hmm. Now, she gets these answers drip by drip. She starts trying to figure this out. And of course she has an encounter with the man himself or the non-man himself, Dracula, at the convent. But remember, he can't enter any place without being invited in. No, that's so right. Does, right, does he get Didn't in Didn't you watch Fright Night? <laughs> <laughs> so essentially that's the first episode, the first movie. In the second movie, Dracula we know gets on a boat and has to go to England. So that's where they are here. And we know he consumes people on this boat. And will anybody be left before they reach shore? So the nun is on the boat with him, or is she? Mm-hmm. What's going on there? And there are all other people, new people, new characters, that have certain secrets and certain situations where maybe some of them might be interested in a vampire if they know that there is one on board. So that's the second episode. In the third episode, what happens to the Count, right? Because they do try to stop him in episode two. I won't tell you how. Does he make it to England? And if so, how? Right? Is it like the book? 
No! <laughs> okay. I will tell you that the third episode, I won't even give it away. It you it's like a whole other show. <laughs> the aesthetic is different. I won't tell you what else is different. But wow. Now, for the review. This was interesting. The way they twisted the lore of Dracula, they had some interesting ideas going on here. And I was really interested in the whole thing of, okay, yeah, what is behind all of these little superstitions for Dracula? What is it? In the end, the answer was lacking. I will just tell you that right now. Oh, I was like, come well. on, y'all, come on. Well, well. Now, the He aesthetic- used to be a priest. <laughs> See, it's not even that complicated. That's the oh, thing. dang it. You, dang it. You worked yourself that up and all this good, stuff. right? It would have. <laughs> I won't tell you, hey, you can watch it to see what the a- actual answer is and how it actually ends. How does it end for the nun? How does it end for Dracula? That's a question. Now, in the first episode, the first half, I was like, oh, okay. Now, uh, uh, Clayus Bang plays Count Dracula. And he's tall, you know, he's like the quintessential Dracula. He's not too young, not too old, like wonderfully cast. And he has a good time. He can do the scary and he can do kind of the funny. And when this show works, it's when they do that balance well. And like the second half of the first episode, it was ridiculous. The third episode was very interesting. Then it goes completely off the rails, like just ridiculous. The second episode is probably the most consistent. So if you are fans of horror, and by that I mean, you like to laugh at horror, that kind of thing. You like horror with a wink, like you like Slither or something like that, along with Dracula, then I think this might work for you. Would you like all of it? Probably not. Uh, But you'd probably make it to the end and say, oh, wow. Uh, For other people, I don't know. I think you'll start watching it and go, what in the world am I watching actually? And you won't really know whether you should move forward or not after that. Wow, wow. Hmm. Mm. That seems interesting. Oh, 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 oh. All right, all right. Let's move on to something else completely. A different, a whole different medium. (laughs) Let's move over to Amazon's Troop Zero. Now, we got a chance to see this wonderful movie. Oops, I let it out of the bag for me. Um, We got to see it at Sundance 2019. And it was, for me, a wonderful little surprise. The cast is amazing. We kind of touched on our thoughts. If you want to go back and listen to our initial reactions, I mean, we talked about it on social media and also on our coverage of Sundance. But now it has finally arrived, and I think at a perfect time because it's cold and some people are, you know, are locked in and you want to watch a variety of stuff. This is a great alternative to everything that's going on out there. This is directed by Bert and Bertie. Yes, that is their directing name. <laughs> Bert and Bertie. And they're a team from, I think, England. Okay. Uh, it is written by Lucy Alibar. And it stars the most amazing cast almost ever. Jeez. <laughs> Little McKenna Kit Grace who we first heard about on Why Watch That through you, Critic, uh, talking about a young Sheldon. Mm-hmm. Viola Davis, hello, is in this. We'll see if she cries in snots or not. <laughs> Jim Gaffigan and Allison Janney, 
along with some amazing kids. You'll end up seeing Mike Epps being thrown in there. And the kids, the children are so, so good. I want you to tell us the plot. You already know how I'm feeling about it. <laughs> do tell, do tell. So uh, we have Christmas Flint. Yes, that's her name. And that's played by McKenna Grace. She's nine years old and she's obsessed with trying to contact alien life. Mm -hmm. Why? Yeah, why? And you're going, wait a minute, is her name really Christmas? Yes. Now it's 1977 in Wigley, Georgia. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, we got this little girl trying to contact alien life. You know, she's even more of an oddball than she would be today. Even still, she has a loving father, played by Jim Gaffigan, wonderfully played. But dad has a problem making ends meet as a defense attorney because he always loses and his clients never pay. <laughs> He's always in good spirits though, which seems to have rubbed off on Christmas. Also, unfortunately, Christmas's mom has passed away. Yeah. And her mom was the one who encouraged her interest in aliens in outer space in the first place. Now, it's her means of contacting her. There you go. Now, one day, a representative from NASA, okay, or NASA, as if you know that song, comes to Wiggly in order to invite the local birdie scouts to be part of NASA's golden record, which is a recording of different sounds of humanity that will be sent into outer space in the hopes of reaching aliens. And the way that they'll be able to get on the record is by winning the upcoming birdie jamboree. Now, <laughs> with all of this language, you can tell what kind of movie this is. So this has Christmas written all over it, but she's not a birdie scout, far from it. So you see, the Birdie Scouts are little ladies in training, but do you think that's gonna keep Christmas down? No, 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 no. Instead, Christmas decides to form her own Birdie Scout troop comprised of her friend Joseph, who will never be mistaken for a promising football prospect, regardless of what his father wants, along with Anne Claire, who's a little evangelist for Christ. There's <laughs> local bully. <laughs> Look, I'm not even done. I know, I remember. It's all coming back. Aww. There's the local bully, Hell No Price. And yes, that's really her name. Hell No. And Hell No Sidekick Smash. Now, the new troop needs a leader who comes in the form of Christmas's dad's loyal yet perpetually miffed assistant named Raylene. And you know who plays her? Viola Davis. <laughs> and Raylene makes no illusions about what she thinks about Christmas's dad, the kids, and rival troop leader, Miss Massey, played by Allison Janney. <laughs> Raylene has given up on her dream of going to law school, so she doesn't suffer fools easily. And so the question is, will Christmas's Troop Zero be able to overcome and win at the Jamboree? Or will the other nice, nasty local troop led by Miss Massey be the ones to get on that recording? Christmas will need all the help she can get. Now, Ref, am I continuing with the review or do you want to continue with your Just really quickly. This was one of my favorite surprises of Sundance. Mm -hmm. I really thoroughly enjoyed this very, it's a family friendly movie, as you can tell. However, there is edge to it. And when you watch it, you're going to think, oh, okay, we're just these kids. It's going to throw it away. There were some really good performances, specifically by um, 
Little Miss Grace herself. Mm-hmm. I just thought, wow, this kid is promising. And you were like, I told you so. She's on Young Sheldon as she- as Young Sheldon's rival. So I thought, oh, okay. So this is this is good. And then the deeper you get into it, it really does have heart. Mm-hmm. It really does. Beautifully shot, actually, for a family-friendly movie. Beautifully shot. And of course, Allison Jenny pinned against Viola Davis is some of the richest movie watching that you will see in a long time and it gets messy literally gets messy Mm. so i will say this if you like offbeat shows i'm gonna go if you like little miss sunshine Mm. but a little bit brighter cleaner not Mm -hmm. as um not as uh you know edgy yeah, I think you're going to yeah. love Troop Zero. If you like any The Little Rascals, those new movies that came out, if you want to swing that way, you're going to love Troop Zero. This is definitely something that you won't be embarrassed if your kids walk in and you're watching it. There is, you know, Christmas is, you know, she'll say a, a couple things here and there, but it's nothing that you can't already explain to your children. Um, overall, I say watch it by yourself because it's cold. Or definitely sit down with the kitties. This is a great option. Yeah, and, and just as the ref is is saying here, look, this it's cute. And for me, see, I resent that word. <laughs> I, I don't mean it for it. a year. Yeah, I, well, but it is cute. It's cute in a good way. It's it's mostly fun. That's what I would say. Like you were saying, the cast is well chosen. You can tell they're enjoying themselves, especially the adults. McKenna Grace, as you said, she just brings great spunk to Christmas. And the rest of those kiddos, they form a nice ensemble around her. Viola Davis and Alice and Jane. I mean, come on. They're exchanging verbal barbs left and They're right. They're having fun. You have Jim Gaffigan. He's a delight. Mike Epps as Christmas Man's yeah. war buddy. Yeah. I mean, they got him to tone things down a bit. So kudos to him. And the, the costumes, the sets, the props, the visuals, the music, they all suit the time period and they're expertly crafted. In addition, Burton Birdie, the directors, and writer Lucy Alibar, whose play serves as inspiration here, they know when to include a good pratfall. You get a fart here or there when needed. Yeah. Yeah, so that's this. So this is the kind of film that's reminiscent of many other films of its kind from the past. You mentioned some, ref. In addition, there's Troop Beverly Hills. Yes. There's the Bad News Bears. Like, if you're that kind of person who likes both, you'd probably like this. So the beats are familiar, and thankfully it has a message without completely beating you over the head with it. Uh, Does it have problems? Yeah, not all the beats land. It sags in the middle. But Troop Zero is the kind of movie that most people will be willing to forgive for its flaws. Excellent. Well, there you have it with that. Now let's end and leave you all with this last review. It's not a review of the movie per se, because we've already reviewed it, but we have something to review because there's uh, another prize that we're going to be giving away in soon. But we are, of course, talking about The Terminator. Yes, it is now back out uh, on DVD. We kind of missed it for Christmas. I thought that would have been, you know, a a good, you know, Mm -hmm. wonderful 
gift. But Terminator Dark Fate is now going to be available on DVD, the 4K, the Blu-ray, and all of that. Yeah. It's got a little, lot of bells and whistles. Now remember, this is directed by Tim Miller, and he gave us Deadpool and, you know, etc. cetera. Uh, it is, of course, come on. We can't forget the fact that James Cameron birthed this baby along with Charles LG, um, LG, excuse me. Uh, but the story, this, or sorry, excuse me. The story came from James Cameron and Charles LG and John Friedman and David Goyer and Justin Rose and <laughs> <laughs> and the screenplay came from David Justin and then Billy Ray also. So you can almost imagine that's a lot of people with a lot of hands in this. Again, we've already reviewed this, but this time the critic's going to give us his critique of the DVD yeah. experience because there's a lot of bells and whistles that you can sift through in this package that Paramount is offering. Exactly. And, um, you know, it's a lot of ideas in this movie uh, because all of those writers, and I did enjoy just watching it because the question is, you can listen to the ref's review, uh, that whole theatrical experience. Well, how does that translate to your home? That's the question here. Mm -hmm. I watched this sucker on my TV with my little sound bar. The sound ref was, I had it cranked up and I was like, I don't care if the neighbors knock, this is how you have to watch it. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the visuals, the CGI. I enjoyed most of it. There were a few moments when one of the Terminators had to move fast, and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, That's okay. That's okay. And just tracking the action was fine. It's so much fun to have Linda Hamilton and uh, Arnold back. When they were together, great. So, and, and all the questions about what kind of Terminator do you have this time? What kind of savior comes back? Who is that? You have Mackenzie Davis in that role while she's committed, of course, fully to this. So there's a lot to enjoy here. Um, is it, here's the thing though. At the beginning, we get Linda Hamilton from Terminator 2. When she has that scene, we all know it. When she's like, look, you idiots. I'm telling you what's coming. I'm telling you. Did it quite reach that level? No, but that's okay. Now, what you get along with the movie, or of course, all of these featurettes and bonus footage. Wait, so, did you watch it in 4K or did you watch it? I watched the Blu-ray. Oh, okay, got it. So I had the Blu-ray, my friends. Now, it's also gonna be on digital uh, soon. It'll be on digital before you have the discs. So you can look for that. Probably when you're hearing us, it's already available digitally. Um, and you still get all of that extra stuff for the digital. Gotcha. So you get some extended scenes. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Uh, one thing that was interesting, Ref, was they had a scene that explained how Linda Hamilton got that station wagon. So it's like little things like that. You're like, where did, where did she get this car from? They have those kinds of things that you'll see if you purchase this. Also, they go behind, of course, the special effects. The whole main sequence, they break that down. The flash, well, flash forward sequence, I should say, when we see the war 
Yes. Like you see how they piece together the visuals. So you have that there as well. And you have all kinds of other bonus content. So if you are a Terminator head, then this is certainly for you. And remember, this is really a sequel to Terminator 2. And yes, it erases all that yes. stuff in between. <laughs> exactly. So if you want to continue that kind of storyline, then Paramount has you covered. Great. And we'll have you covered. So you stay tuned on our social media because we're giving away three copies of Terminator Dark Fate. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.